Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. We have a very special guest on for this week. What am I doing? Off the top, make sure you're following me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Make sure you're following the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. We're everywhere, literally everywhere, even Pinterest. So make sure you, anywhere you're looking for content uh, derivative of The Awaken Soul, you can check on basically every social media platform. But how's everybody been? We're after Christmas now. Hopefully everyone's Christmas was good. Everyone's healthy. Everyone got to spend time with family and loved ones. All that good stuff. Um, but we, uh, as you guys know, we're, we're, we're here to discuss some stuff. I have a special guest, Gorilla Mama, on this week. Um, and this is a very fun conversation. It starts off with one topic, but it kind of goes all over the place as far as like it's all it all comes back into the main topic and I think everyone will join this conversation. Uh been looking forward to bringing you guys this one for a while now. So that's that's that. Um that's really about it. You know we got to hop into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind which we're going to do right after our intro music. Let's get it. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You're now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. So, as you know, my dark and twisted crazy ass mind, every week we talk about whatever's going on in my mind. That could be sports, that could be politics, that could be social issues, it could be a little bit of everything. That's why it's called the In the Mind of Hay segment, because it's literally whatever's in my fucking mind. This week, though, um, heading into the new year, coming out of holiday season, I think for me, like, what's been on my mind this week and this is not something usually i would have spun this into a, a main discussion topic but because uh of where we are and what the discussion topic is this week i really i really don't have the space to add it into the discussion topic i want to talk uh about it before the end of the year and we already have the rest of our episodes planned out so this year the theme of like family and i know you know it comes out a lot during holiday season and family is important um but also sometimes separating yourself from certain people, right? So I think if anyone who follows me on Twitter, I, I kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, my family's trying to put together a family reunion. Um, in in And they made this whole big group chat. Some shit happened. One of my family members talking to my mom crazy. Anyone who knows, Hayes, no, I do not play about Mama Hayes. I don't. Uh, <laughs> so the moment I see somebody, if I'm in the chat or in the vicinity, I go the fuck off. This is period point blank. That's my mama. Um, and I started thinking about like how me far me and my mom's relationship has come. Um, and for anyone who who I, I've told the story, but you know, if you're a new listener, fairly new listener, I moved out my mom's house at the age of 18. Uh, before I even graduated high school, I moved out my mom's house. Um, and at the time I've, uh, you know, I've talked about this too. Um, I was in a very hot-headed place because my parents had split, missing my dad. He wasn't around. Um, so I acted out, and I kind of took that out of my mom because she was the only parent there now. I've always looked out for my family, looked out for my mom. When we when my parents split, 
my mom had to work two jobs and she took care of us. And I always say how I get my worth ethic from my mom. So it's not necessarily a problem with her, but because of what I was going through, because I didn't know how to verbalize, hey, I just missed my pops, um, you know, because they had got a divorce. He was still living in Italy. We moved all the way to St. Louis. And when he did come back stateside, he was stationed in California. So it wasn't close. It was the furthest I had ever been from my dad. Um, and at one point in time, I've, I ruined the relationship with both my father and my mother uh, when I was younger. And I had, we had to work to rebuild those. And my me and my mom's relationship, for example, got much better after I was out her damn house. <laughs> I think it's something that me and my mom are very similar people, even though we both hate to admit that. Um, so taking that time out and, you know, having that space and just realizing all the things and, and ways that I got from my mom and appreciating her over the course of of us rebuilding that. Like my mom is is my go to person now. I love my mama. I've always loved her, but like my my person, if I need somebody to talk to to set me straight, if I think I'm off on something, I'm not seeing something right, my mom is that person to go to. Um and so like I said, the the theme of family, the theme of, of rebuilding family, we all have times where we fall out with one family member, whether it's our parents, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a cousin, that we fall out. And not because it's holiday not because it's holiday time or not because of it being sappy or anything like that. Sometimes we need to rebuild, whether that's rebuilding relationships with family, rebuilding ourselves. And yeah, the end of the year is a time to really reflect. Think about everything that, that happened, anything that, you know, maybe you could have done differently. Maybe you wish you would have done. And that theme of rebuilding, that theme of family, the thing of restructuring kept coming back in my mind and as everyone knows I'm big on family I am big on my family my children just everyone around I love my family and that's something that I don't my I I say it all the time I'm a Johnson right my last name means very much to me because that's the legacy that's where I feel like my power comes from my surname is the history that's passed down so with that being passed down to me that means that I have a certain standard that I need to uphold to and I don't play with that. I don't play with my last name. I don't I don't play with my family's legacy. I don't play with the legacy that I'm building. And so I'm just sitting here. And like I said, this is this this is a really true in the mind of hay segment because this isn't something that I've really sat and thought out everything that I want to go. But never think that family is necessarily too far gone to where it can't be rebuilt. Now, that does not mean that you don't need to separate yourself from people. That doesn't mean that you may need to cut people off at certain times if they're no longer serving per, or serving something in your life or if they're affecting your mental health. Cut those motherfuckers off. But never lose the idea that it's not too far to, to, to bounce back from. Um, I just look at, like, what my family's been through over the last couple of years. Like, we've lost... So many members of my mom's side of the family in the last handful of years to cancer. Um, as you guys know, my my little cousin slash my little brother um, was murdered. Uh, you know, a, a lot to a lot to cancer and, and health reasons, though. And not not many are dramatic as that. And so, it's it's something that I sit back and and just that theme of family means so much to me and. I've been separated, uh, you know, well, not separated, but, you know, COVID has has kept us a lot from family from being able to see each other. And, you know, if you guys saw like the picture that I posted, like my kids, they they hadn't all been together um, for a few months and they saw each other on Christmas Eve for the first time in a while. And they just all four kids is all embracing a hug and just sit there for a minute. And it just reminded me of how pure that love of family is and what you can instill in your children. I've always said, like, with my kids, the thing that I always want to leave them is that when I'm not here, because at some point I'm not going to be here for them, they always have each other. They always have that closeness. And I'm blessed that my kids aren't having, maybe they just haven't gotten to the age yet. I have two teenagers, but haven't gotten to the point to where, it's beef between any of them or they can't stand each other. My kids legitimately love spending time with one another like they did when they were toddlers. And that is important to me. And like I just look at like what my family's been through, uh, my kids, 
going have been through a divorce to see their parents split um and 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 the turmoil there and how we've come back out of it on the other side of stronger people um moving they've seen seen us move and at one point my kids weren't living with me and we were separated by states and uh, you know there there was a lot going on but we always kept the theme the structure of family we always had each other's back i have six sisters six we haven't all been together in one spot in years but i know i can call on any one of them at any time if i if i truly truly needed them or they truly needed me to show up wherever the fuck they are tomorrow i'm gonna find a way to be there and vice versa family can be great it can be negative but it's ours it's ours and yes family's gonna get on your nerves there's gonna be times you want to kill them there's gonna be times that you don't want to fucking talk to them but at the end of the day family means the world to me and that's just something that's been on my like this whole holiday season and like through this COVID season just reaffirming like I've seen my family pull together while we've been separated and to think that there's times where we weren't talking where we didn't talk where we couldn't stand each other like all of that family and legacy means the world to me and so in this holiday season before we go out I want to thank my mom Patricia for just being my rock and being everything to me um my father for continue to show me what a man and a father should be and continue to set that example even into my adulthood and i want to thank my kids first xavier for being as much as xavier looks like me and acts like me the one thing that separates me and xavier is xavier has a truly passionate heart for everyone like I love my family but for a long part of time I didn't give a two fucks if your last name wasn't Johnson um but he has such a caring heart for all people everyone um and him to just truly be one of the bright spots even if he wasn't my kid in just the world um shout out to my daughter Amaya who is the most like me out of any of my kids but has such a big heart as well for her family. Like I said, she's the one that's like me. She really could care less about anybody else before family should do anything. Uh, my daughter, Alana, my, uh, my princess peaches, as I call her, um, because she's daddy's little girl through and through. Well, me and Amaya may be the most alike. Me and Alana are like, that's, I say that me and her share a soul. Um, because our connection is so deep and like, just I, I'm like there's times where she's with her mom and she calls and checks on me and she's like well daddy you were a little you you seem like you were getting sick I just wanted to call and make sure do you need me to come back home like that connection that me and her have is amazing and then lastly Alan aka Cordero Jr. little CJ um <laughs> I I the 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 uh, I don't want to well, this is positive so I'm not going to use problem child the rambunctious of the bunch, uh, the one that's on go all the time. I don't want to head out of this year and into 2021 without saying, son, I love you. Um, my son, who was diagnosed with a speech delay, who has completely come out of that. Um, and he just see how hard he works to get into the point to where he's one of the best math students in his class. Um <laughs> As you guys hear my dogs barking, and I'm not thankful for that. Uh, but I just wanted to spend some time uh, in the in the mind of hay segment. That's where my mind on some sappy shit. I love my family. I love you guys, my sisters, all six of you crazy motherfuckers. I love you guys to the utmost as well. Uh, JB, my brother from another mother, uh, and I mean that. Like me, the the closest me and JB have blood could not make us any closer. Um, and then to everyone, like those birthday shout outs y'all blew my fucking mind um and i appreciate you guys for that the awakened soul has seen the most growth ever this year and i know i kept it going during covid even when i was depressed and i've opened up probably about more stuff this year than i have in in a while i've hosted more more of these episodes solo this year than any other singular year as well um just because of the growth that i've had as a host so um yeah 
start off the show the right way. That's what's on the In the Minor Haze. I thank you guys, the listeners. You're also my family. I love you guys. Love each and every one of you. I know I say that at the end of every episode, but I truly fucking mean that. I'm, I love you guys. The Awakened Soul is not going anywhere. Uh, so this isn't that type of sappy thing. I don't want you guys to think I'm also all of a sudden going to announce that this is the last episode. We not fucking going nowhere. But I wanted to thank you guys because you're my family as well. And I love each and every one of you guys. We're going to go ahead, get into a break. On the other side of that, we're going to come into the main discussion topic finally. And I'll see you guys on the other side of that. Peace. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A younger mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I have a very, very special guest. I know I hyped it at the beginning of the show. Uh, this has been a long time coming. I think we've canceled this like two or three times at this point. All your fault, by the way. All your fault. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have Gorilla Mamas in the building. You guys may follow her on Twitter. Uh, if you do, you already know she holds nothing back. So this is going to be a fun conversation. How you doing, ma'am? I'm good, sir. How are you? I am blessed 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 i had a great week um it's just been blessings all the way around why was your week so great um it was it was great it was great oh okay good good to know a lot of love a lot of love (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) so uh i guess before we get started we should talk a little bit about you right just to set the stage are you gonna be nervous about that? I usually do an icebreaker the first time people are on. You, 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 you okay with that? Okay, let's let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. You sure? I'm positive. Okay. Go for it. So you are somebody who's very prominent on social media on multiple platforms, right? You're very well okay. known. You're known around the city of Columbus as well for just being crazy as hell. Um, <laughs> so coming up with an icebreaker for you is difficult. I because I I wanted something that may catch you off guard, uh, but also make you think, right? So here's, okay. here's my thing, um, and my my question to you is, when you what, when you think about a movie, a song, or anything else in the media that would be best to like that represents how your brain operates on the day to day basis, <laughs> what would it be? Um, is there a song called Turmoil? Because <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Is it's all over the place. I don't know. It would have to be like a whole playlist of just everything from, everything. you know, how the country folks get deep and then rap turn you into a thug and then R&B got you in your feels. So it's like all of that encompassed. And then, of course, some reggae. Like, I just need all of it. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. Country music, like, I, I get it. You know, black people, they do make the whole fun of country music, even though there's a lot of prominent black country music stars, too. But country music is deep as shit. They be deep, pouring, deep. they pour they yeah. heart out in country music. Like they hold nothing back, and I love it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You you didn't actually answer the question, but that's fine. We're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. So uh, another thing to to make it all about you. Um, do you ever feel that there is a block or people hesitate to get to know? you because of your social media presence does it start becoming all about social media or do you feel uh, and do you feel like it's it's a lack of genuine people who actually want to get to know you for you 
I think it's a combo. So like most of my actual friends were friends prior to social media. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, they know who I am, but then in meeting some of their friends, they're like, Oh, you're gorilla mama. Like they really refer to me Mm -hmm. as gorilla mama, not my name. And so in that sense, it's like, okay, well, you know me as like that personality. And even though it's me, it's not, like it's time and place for everything. So I'm not, of course, out here ordering cum when I go to a restaurant. But <laughs> if I'm with my friends, like, yes, we're going to talk about this. So with my genuine friends, I don't see it as, as an issue per se. But um, honestly, I think because I'm so open with everything I talk about, mm-hmm. that does help with people wanting to be able to talk to me about things. So but DMs are filled with like actual conversations with people who are like, no, I do think that you're a good person, despite the craziness that you post on the timeline so like i do want to talk to you so it's like a good mix yeah and and it's it's crazy how like being having just a little bit like being outspoken on social media it naturally brings people to kind of use you as like therapy for a way because i think that freedom that they see a lot of people don't have that so when they see it they're kind of drawn to it and they want to know how you're able to be so free because they're not able to be exactly that's facts I guess a better icebreaker question for you would have been, and I'll cut this out if you're not comfortable with it, with it being all, but I don't know. Would you rather never be able to taste cum again or never be able to suck dick again? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are those my two options? Those are the two options. Fuck dick. Because if I can just get the cum and I had to put no work in for it, like, yes, give me a bowl of cum. Please and thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. You can keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can keep it in? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Finish inside the best way. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So the topic that I picked for you, because I told you I was going to have you on, had to be something deeper. Had to be something that make you think. And so this concept and this thought of, like, because prominent on social media, but, like, we never get to really see, or not I mean I say never, but very rarely is the person who's presented on social media is the same person you'll meet day to day, right? Do you feel like that's true generally among people? I, yeah, I think so for the most part. Like, I mean, for people who are really on there, like mm. there are those people who throw a tweet out once every five days. Like, obviously that's them. Yeah. But somebody who's like on there morning, noon, and night, it's kind of like, like I said, time and place for everything. So I can be all of that on Twitter, but I can't do that in my day-to-day life. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a little different. And so, like, the thing with social media that it, 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 it can be very, very negative and toxic. Like, you take weeks off at a time. I wish that I could. I always say I'm going to, and then I never fucking do. Oh, um, <laughs> But you good? Yeah, Netflix making noise and the TV's been on sleep, so it threw me off a little bit. But, so <laughs> been this watching con- too many scary movies. <laughs> scary movies are the shit. Um, yeah. But this concept of people like to look at others rather than look at themselves, and that that can sound negative. But I'm going to take this both positive and negative places, right? Because it can be what uh-huh. we talked about before. They can see someone being free, being open. And it helps them learn to be. So they they look at that for other people and then maybe they learn to adapt things from themselves that way and it helps them positively. But then we see a lot of negativity where people attack someone or talk about someone's ideas or their feelings or their thoughts or whatever, and they don't have their own shit together, right? So what do you think about people using, because everyone has a mask to a degree, but how people use that that mask of social media to project their issues on other people. What do you think about that? So, of course, that's not the best way to go about it. Like, I know there was one time I got to talking about how a lot of people aren't used to getting bullied. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I talked about how growing up, like, I was talked about for a lot of things. Like, I clearly, I have a big old forehead. Like, my eyebrows were not together growing up. Definitely had a mustache. So it was like a lot of things came at me. And so for me, those were all facts, though. Mm -hmm. So like now, in terms of like what I end up doing on social media is like, I point out facts and people view that as being a bully. And and somebody said, like, you need to heal. I think I healed. And I realized that no matter what anybody says to me, ultimately how I feel about myself is what matters. So if I'm on there projecting, I guess, the negativity of being bullied and then it 
comes off as if I'm being a bully, that can be bad. But people sometimes got to realize, like, I saw something within me. I find it to be okay. So if I point it out with you, we can't really be at odds here. So that's what I think. That's a, that's a good point. Um, I mean, we talk about bullying a lot, and we talk about, of course, the negative aspect of bullying. But in this in this culture that we live in now, right, where I call it like the protest, the participation trophy culture, because everybody wants an award for something, right, and that we don't really deal with failure anymore. Like kids aren't taught to deal with failure. Like for me, like for example, my son on his basketball team, you either make this the varsity team or you make the JV team. Even if you'll never play a, a minute, you can make the JV team. Back when I was growing up, you, niggas got cut from from teams, and that taught you you needed to spend that year and that summer uh-huh. getting better so you can make the team. So, yep. like, there is an aspect of like I get not wanting people's feelings to be hurt. I get I get all of that, but there is also an aspect of it of it helps growth. It helps drive people. It helps push you to mature and get better. And I wonder if we're losing that to a degree now because everything has to be so PC. Exactly. Like there has to be a winner. There has to be a loser. Like, of course, putting someone down is not the answer to it. But even like we had a little Christmas party and my friend's son, like he got upset because he didn't win. I went to talk to him and I was literally like, guess what? There was literally only one winner. All the rest of us are losers. Like at the end of the day, if you realize the reality of the situations that you're in, you'll take it and you'll grow from it. Like you said, like you can't grow if everything constantly goes the way that you want it to go. So you need some of that negative, whatever, maybe positive, negative feedback, maybe a outcome that you weren't necessarily expecting, but ultimately taking from those things and like trying to grow from them. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. People are afraid of their growth. They're afraid of their change. They're so used to doing something in a certain way. And so it didn't work instead of being like, all right, well, what can I adjust? They're just like, nope, I'm going to keep doing this over and over again. And that comes in like everything, work, relationships, personal life, mm-hmm. health, like all that. It just, you, you need some L's to grow. And so it's you say L's, right? Um, I think we all took a collective L as a culture with the pandemic, right? This year was everyone can say they took a collective L this year. Um, yeah. You've you've had an even a uh, year that's really strengthened you, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and so, what did you take away, like internally, looking at it as like, what did you take away? Now you you're you're better equipped, or you're stronger. You've 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 taken that L and turned it into a win for yourself. So, so so many L's that I took that <laughs> I had to get different like feedback on what was this L for. And so each time things happened, I was like, all right, well, let me look at the bright side. But I didn't really like sit and say, no, this was what happened. And this is probably why it happened. Like, and once I finally did that with everything that ended up going on for me, it was really just a, you got to stop, like, take a pause, take a breath and focus on what's in front of you. Like living in the moment was something that I was struggling to do. Um, being present around people who actually wanted my presence, um, like actually working in the relationships that I had, whether it was friends, family and all that good stuff. Cause I was just out here just living my best life. <laughs> and so everything that ended up happening made me refocus me, figure out, what I was really doing, which weren't all good things, and then figuring out how do I go from here. And so it's just making my steps, making my plans and going forward in a actual directed way instead of this just free spirit because I was flying and falling and it was just <laughs> endless cycle of crap. Like, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's and I like it that you described it as flying and falling because it is a high feeling behind it, right? Like you, you're still you feel very high, and sometimes you don't realize, like, oh right, yeah, maybe I was maybe I was flying, so to say, but I, I was aimless. I wasn't really going anywhere in that flight. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned earlier how like things that you went through in school, the fact that you had a Mustang, which. <laughs> Don't judge me, sir. This uh, is a judgment-free no, zone. No ju- we do not judge here uh, at all. But um, 
Was there ever a time like during that, since like the overarching top topic is looking outward rather than inward, where when you were going through that, were you ever nasty to other people when you were really kind of self-conscious and doubting yourself? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like, you know what? I looked at myself in the mirror today and I'm not feeling it. So everybody about to get it. Like I'm talking about your shoes, your hair, your outfit. Everybody gets it today because today's not a good day for me. So I, from that standpoint, I can definitely see it. And like, even on days where I'm like, really feeling away inside I try my hardest to stay off social media because my ability to like walk away from somebody saying anything slick <laughs> is not there and so it, it ends horribly but yeah no I I've definitely been guilty of that and so what, what so because now your social media as much as you say crazy and wild shit um you are very intentional and purposeful about uplifting women on your page. Yeah. You hype the shit out of women in a yes. good way and not even a way that it's like false hype. Like you will find something in someone and be like, girl, your eyes are fucking beautiful and focus on that. So how did that, how did you go from being that person who looked in the mirror and saying, all right, everybody around me is finna get it because I didn't like the way I looked this morning when I woke up to being, all right, no, I'm finna uplift these motherfuckers. Um, I think it came from, I didn't get the genuine uplifting mm -hmm. that I think I needed. And so once I did, I was like, this feels good. So maybe this will be a better outcome than what I've been doing. So instead of, all right, well, I don't feel good. So I'm gonna make sure everybody don't feel, feel good. Instead, it's more like, I felt so bad before and I wouldn't wish those feelings on my worst enemies. So instead I'm going to make you feel like you are the most beautiful, the most important, the most valued woman in this world, because how many people are actually going to do that for you? Like people talk about it, you know, family says overall things, but to like get specific and like really hone in on what somebody's presenting to you and being able to say like, no, there's beauty in that. Not too many women get that. And if I can give that to somebody one day to just prevent them from feeling so down on themselves, I'm going to do it. Definitely. And I think that's like. But if you try me, <laughs> I'm going to shoot back and then we'll get right back to where we were. Oh my God. Listen, <laughs> I have not seen such. Your clapbacks are fucking amazing. I thought I had some amazing clapbacks. Like I'm. I'm known for, I've told you, the way that I, my mama used to line us up and call us graham crackers growing up. So, like, I'm used to, I'm used to cracking jokes. That's what we do. But it's funny to see how you will go from nice and then to defending rightfully because people come at you. Like, the time that, that, that I remember it was like that girl tried to start saying some shit about your hair and you, the fact you had a big forehead. And it was like, where did this come from? <laughs> How do we get here? How do we get here? Like, and my thing is too, and like, this is just overall, like the facts can't hurt. Like, mm -hmm. and especially if you're looking at something like my forehead, like you don't gain a forehead as you get older. This has been my forehead since I came out my mom's kitchen. <laughs> Therefore, I know the size of my forehead. That's not the one. Like yeah. you got to choose something different and you can't because I'm not even doing nothing. And so then here you are looking mighty stupid and it's an epic fail, but yeah. And your people don't play about you. Lord have mercy. Listen. I love that. I love them. I really do. The, the whole timeline <laughs> will turn to chaos because everybody starts <laughs> And half the time, I don't even see it. It's literally somebody like, ooh, I know they did it. And then there we go. Like... I'm not gonna turn my back from a little word off. Like, what? Oh, no. no. So, <laughs> with with having the large platform that you do and being able to touch the people that you do, how do you find the separation between social media and you? So, I think it's helpful. Like I said, I'm not literally 
a whole new person. Like there are people who literally put on a act, a voice, uh, all this type of stuff. Like this is me. Like the things that I put on there, they are my inner thoughts. I just can't say them out loud a lot of times, but you know, it's Twitter. Like why not? So it's not a huge separation. Like I will say, so now I only tweet from my iPad, which has helped me in like my personal relationships because when I'm out, I'm there instead of before it's on my phone. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm not about to do that. Like sometimes I will, but like mm. for the most part, I'm not whipping out a whole iPad when I'm just out and about. Like I'm not about to walk through the mall tweeting on an iPad. Like that's just <laughs> not gonna happen. So um the amount of time that I put in on there, like that's definitely something that I have to work on when it comes to, so if like I'm with my daughter, like, okay, I'm trying not to be on this the entire time that I'm with her. If I'm with my boyfriend or if I'm with my family, like this is that time. So I'm like, all right, let me focus on that. So that's really the biggest thing was just like my time focus in terms of how often am I on this versus who am I on this? Like the switch from single gorilla mama to in a relationship gorilla mama though. That one, that was tough. That was real tough. <laughs> wait, real wait. Oh, uh, so you, you you say you say the switch from single gorilla mama to in a relationship gorilla mama because because people make because it. it pe- I've seen social media break down whole entire relationships, right? Because people don't talk about it or they don't know how to communicate or they'll think, you know what, let me not bring it up because it's social media and then it festers and turns into resentment and then six months down the road, it's something bigger than you can communicate. So like, shit show. Exactly. How, how, how has that affected you or, or, or that process has gone for you? So I was in a relationship in which I couldn't, be on social media basically like I, I feel like I got that ultimatum mm-hmm. and so I ended up choosing that relationship and in that time that I did that I was miserable mm-hmm. not just because like I couldn't be on social media but it was like somebody's running my life that I don't think it's something that should be ran. So that caused resentment because like, yeah, we definitely didn't talk about it. I just up and got up off it. Like, all right, whatever. Um, But this time around, you know, we've talked about it and how I don't want to lose that part of me again. So like I said, Gorilla Mama and my social media is me, um, but it's it's a part of me. And I feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody, one, you do have to have those conversations. And I think we've done a very good job at talking about it Two, both ends have to be secure. Like there are, especially when you come in after people already have like, you know, their following and ways of communicating mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like I actually saw the tweet today where they were like, um, y'all or Twitter won't affect my relationship or something like that. You got to know to ignore my Twitter if we get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And her response was like, no, because you're not about to have me out here looking stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that that is the biggest thing that comes from it. Like I've seen, I'm personally guilty of it, where I've seen people in relationships and I'm like, my nigga could never, like my man would never be able to do that. But then there's times that I've tweeted some stuff and my friends are like, Miss Mama's like, what you doing? Shoot, you have come and like got me together a couple times and I get it. And I think that's the biggest thing is like realizing, putting yourself in that other person's shoe, mm-hmm. realizing what you would want, what you would care about. I know my biggest cloud about everything has been I know where my head is Mm -hmm. and the ones that I choose to talk to in a crazy way, like, it's like, I know they'd never try it. So it shouldn't matter. However, outside looking in as somebody who's preparing for like the longevity of a relationship, somebody looking in on that is going to be like, Oh, well, he's a fool for accepting that. And I would never want, you know, you to feel like a fool or whoever I'm with to feel that way. So you know, it's the switch. I gotta be self-talk myself sometimes because I be done my draft switch child. That's that's the whole a whole place. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, sir. Nope. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh <laughs> I think, but I, I think it's important too. I think where a lot of people will allow themselves to fall in the trap is is pride, right? 
on both sides because people have that pride of my woman's not about to tweet xyz or whatever and then on the flip side it's you have the pride of i was tweeting like this before i before you came into the picture so why should i have to change it now and i think once you once you eliminate the pride and say all right this is how you feel let's focus on how it's making you feel this is how you making it this is how it's making you feel this is how i feel about it and if i truly care about you how you feel is going to is going to over always come before some fucking tweets right and so people don't like people feel possessive over shit that really in the long run it's like all right if we're planning on this relationship lasting 10 15 20 years right twitter may not even fucking be a thing so what do i look like allowing that to affect my possible future this is, and that's where it comes down to your priorities. And like, I think that's the biggest thing that everybody, even all the relationship Twitter wars that happen, like it comes down to priorities. If you are not a priority to somebody, their actions are going to show that to you. That's and true. you just got to listen, like stop fighting, stop making excuses. Like there's, but so many times somebody can say something. So once that's been expressed and then you realize this person just doesn't prioritize your feelings, mm -hmm. whether they're big, small or whatever, like you said, those things build up and they fester and then they turn into a bigger problem that could have been resolved had you dealt with it. I know we went through like dealing with a bunch of little small things, but had we not dealt with each of them each time they came yeah. about, it would have been World War Five, honestly. Yeah, in about six so, months. I don't know if they would have made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's real. So Yeah, yeah it's real. Don't <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Okay. Uh, Can I get to ask you questions since I'm like visiting here? Do I get to ask you a question? You know what? I very rarely, there's only been two people ever who've gotten to ask me questions on the first time on the podcast, but go ahead. Fuck it. Go ahead. Okay. Now I forgot my question. So you're going to have to cut that whole shit because <laughs> I forgot what I was about to ask you. It's going to come back, but now I know I got permission. I'll just ask it when it comes back. Okay, keep going, man. <laughs> going keep going let's go i'm leaving all that shit in that is not getting cut people need to see what no, you put me through delete it. I forget. <laughs> you know it's been a rough 48 hours okay <laughs> i'm struggling oh man oh man <laughs> so have you ever um and this is me more getting in getting into your like we we've this it's not just on the topic that originally started. I like I like when conversations are free flowing, free, free flowing because they feel natural. But I, something came up to me, right? And I don't think we've ever even talked about this in like conversations outside of recording. But have you ever run into an issue where, in a professional setting, you met someone for the first time and they knew you through social media and it affected the the professional setting that you were in? No. So I am very You're lucky like, yeah, no, I keep the separation. So I think I only have one coworker from, I started working from what, 15? So from, how old am I? 29. So 14 years of social media between MySpace and High Five and Facebook oh God, and all High those Five, things. I haven't even thought about that in years. Wow. And High five was my shit. Um, I literally have one coworker that follows me on Twitter. Now, Facebook, like I separate my platform. So Facebook, I am the perfect little angel daughter, mother, worker, <laughs> all that good stuff. You know, that's me over there. 95% of my feed is just getting tagged in pictures my auntie's posting. And then you go to Instagram. It's a little half and half. I'm starting to like break my mold over there a little bit more than I previously had. But like Twitter, like I don't go by my actual name. Like I keep it to Gorilla Mama or as Twitter calls me Ashley. Like I just keep that separation because I don't hold the filter. And I think that's needed because like I said, I mean, I work in special ed and or I'm in the legal community. And in neither of those realms can I actually speak how i speak on twitter so it I, keeping that separation from like workplace to that because at one point when my twitter did get discovered at work it definitely changed dynamics and so i'm like i don't 
I just don't need that. Like what you do in your spare time, as long as it doesn't affect what you do in the workforce, just keep that separation. That's it. I'd be shocked when I see people on Facebook talking crazy. Like that's your government name. Like exactly. anybody can find you exactly. on there. <laughs> And what if for doing? like for like me, my name is Cordero. Like you can put that in Facebook. It's I'm coming up. Even if it's like That's five it. other people, I'm coming exactly. up. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, yeah I I, yeah. I keep it very, very sane on Facebook. Exactly. Listen, yeah, but everywhere else, like, no, you can catch this work. You can catch the work. Yeah, literally, like I'm literally the only person in the world with my first and last name. So it's like I would be a complete dummy to just be on Facebook cutting up. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and it's, I know somebody who uh, at my job, they work for, like, the HR department where they actually do try to search on social media. That, like, <laughs> some of them stories would be like, yeah, we were about, to, we were close to extending the offer, and then we saw them shooting guns and such and such, such and such, and they were pointed at the camera. And we were like, "No, we don't want that." It's like, y'all. Don't no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So, uh, I, I gotta have you while you're here to announce your pot. You have a podcast coming. It's not released yet, but you know the name and everything. Do you want to tell the people where they can find, where they can look for that shortly and what name it'll be under? Yes. So, um, soon as my associate gets his life together and finishes everything that I asked him to do in terms of getting the page and the place that I'll be posting these podcasts done. There will be a podcast called the Come Talk Podcast. Of course, if you follow me, you know what type of come I am referring to. However, because I would like for this to go somewhere and there is no way that people on the radio will be able to say C-U-M podcast um, in that form of come, I am spelling it C-O-M-E. So it is the Come Talk Podcast spelled like the regular come. <laughs> so I'm excited, of course like Twitter, no filter, every type of topic. We're going to go over lots of things. Like I have friends from different areas of the world and different places in their life, just getting different types of perspectives on things, talking about my life, um, just being very unfiltered and very open and honest in a talking platform, which I like to do so twitter is me talking and this podcast is going to be using my actual words y'all being able to see me every now and again and so i'm kind of excited about it as soon as my associate gets done doing what he needs to do do i get to be a guest on this podcast i'll think about it i will be on kidding <laughs> you will be on there i mean i have no choice but to have you on there so yeah all right i want to thank you for your time uh your smiles everything uh do you want to you want to give them your twitter so they can follow you oh yeah so gorilla mama who is like my main page but more than likely i'll be out of there soon so my backup page is gorilla mama nah so n-a-h after gorilla mama because listen i'm trying i'm trying my hardest like i said earlier like you just can't let the shots hit you and you don't shoot back so have you ever lost a page because Twitter took it down? Okay. I'm on page like seven since 2017. Jesus. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like this page that I'm on, I got on it this January. So we're seeing how long I last. <laughs> so you haven't even made a year yet. I haven't made a year yet. Like, I made the page for the podcast I was going to start last year. But once I got suspended, I just turned it into my page. So. Here we are. But once my associate makes me another Twitter page for the podcast, then I'll be all set and I'll actually have three pages and I can't <laughs> wait. It's so wonderful to have reliable associates that do what you ask them to do when you ask them to do it. I can't relate, but you know, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This is what we're doing today. This is what we do. That's fine. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna run with it. Uh, and the social she's talking about is me. Uh, <laughs> we'll get it all set up and everything. Um, that's it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. Make sure you go and follow her, support her. Uh, her podcast when it launches, I'm guaranteeing it's gonna sound great and amazing because I'm gonna be doing it and it's gonna be excellent. The, the subject matter is gonna be great because as you guys see here, she talks. 
she likes to talk so uh, it. <laughs> it'll be a great platform um but that's it make sure you follow us at awaken so pop make sure you follow me at ceo hayes the ceo h-a-i-z-e and uh that's it we're out this bitch peace right okay. i can't even make a peace sign that's some bullshit how do i that's your symbol hey, yo. right like three finger peace sign <laughs> <laughs> you really know what a dog is Views. <laughs> Alright, what do you want me to call you? Gorilla Mama? I what we were talking about. Ms. Jones? Wait. Wait. What am I going by? Why do you have to call my name? Can't you just say I have this girl here today? No, that's not how this gonna... works. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how any of this works. Ah, shit. Okay, so... Home home. When I get there, I'ma sit there, take a shit there, uh, put my dick there. Do I handle my finish? Shit, yeah. I'ma run till I bust my gun and empty the clip. And if I come home, we gotta go, just give me the whip. I ain't got time for the lip, just open the vents. Let me go, I come back, I ain't got time to convince. Every since I was a pup, I've been stuck with the street shit. Keep the heat shit, fuck it, nigga gotta eat shit. I pass on the weak shit, if it's out there, I want it. All at one time, so when it's my time, I done it. That's what I'm doing for mine, so I guess it worked. All right, cool. I forget what we're talking about. You forgot. uh, We're talking about how people um, people tend to to look at the problems and issues with others rather than look internally at their own shit. And how they how they. And you're gonna talk first, right? How they use social media to navigate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk first. Take it on, baby. Go ahead and leave, Pastor. (laughs) You ready? Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited-time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio.